Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's dad than ever before. Sail a boat and treat everyone you love like shit, because we are back with Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. A podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch the stickiest, the nastiest, the Mel Gibsoniest uh, romance movies. I, I'm Sam Siegel, and I don't fully remember the intro because uh, <laughs> it's, it's on my phone, and I'm having to use my phone uh, to call Luke. Yeah, I am Luke Patrick. I'm the other dumb idiot. Sam, you're having some technical difficulties today. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, hey, a qu- uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. You normally wear earbuds when, when you record, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. How the fuck do you do that? Because, God almighty, do I, do I hate the sound that is reverberating throughout my ears <laughs> as, as I talk? Like, this is awful. Yeah, well, I've just got these brand new Pixel Buds that I'm quite excited about. Uh, that uh-huh. sound that sound pretty good. The the other pro tip I have is just to wear one, like you're a Secret Service agent. Ooh. Okay, let me let me. Oh, that's a lot better. Yeah, that is that's, so much better. That's the pro tip because then you can hear yourself talk. Um, oh yeah, this a, is good. Keep a consistent volume. And you mm-hmm. can sort of, you can, again, like a Secret Service agent, you can kind of be aware of your surroundings. You know where all the right. exits are and where the potential exactly. threats are. Yeah. Oh, no, this is, this is good. Yeah. Uh, so, so now um, I can talk shit about Comcast. So, no, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been up since about four this morning. Um, and uh, since I've been awake, it is now about two in the afternoon. Uh, we haven't had internet. Uh, Comcast mm. has just decided we're we're not going to provide that service uh, today, um, and their their system keeps saying that it's going to be like just another hour until I started eating lunch, and then it didn't have any time, and then it finally updated a little while later to say 9 p.m. So mm. uh, thanks, Comcast. You, you upped my monthly bill by 20 fucking dollars and then promptly <laughs> uh, stopped serving me. Comcast is, is really just a bunch of like uh, thugs in a trench coat, isn't it? That sort of hit you up at the door and are like, hey, it's going to yes. be $20 more than it was last month. Also, uh, we're going to yeah, cut it, your service a, a couple of days a, a month. 
I hope mm-hmm. you understand. It's times is tough all around over here. Exactly. It is. It is absolutely like a nice, nice fucking internet you got there. Be a shame if something <laughs> happened to it. Be maybe, a real shame. Uh, maybe you fork over like another twenty dollars a month, and uh, maybe it's okay. Maybe. Maybe we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so that's that's what I'm dealing with. Nice. Um. Uh, well, happy to report that Not Comcast. The word I would use for it. Yeah, Comcast on my end of the pipes is uh, knock on wood, crunching along quite nicely today. So, well, it must be nice, Luke. Yeah, yeah, it is. It I've is been so pretty good today. Yeah, there's there's nothing to do without internet. There really isn't. Which you and I were just talking about before jumping on the call, because like I'm gonna like. Play some games, watch some Sandman, uh, you know, chill out with my internet. I'm basically going to be spooning my internet access all day, all mm-hmm. day today, and it's going to be fucker. pretty primo. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to do anything, I guess, because yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm loving watching the wheels turn as you try to think of something, <laughs> anything at all to do. Uh, I mean, it's quite I spent good. the whole morning watching YouTube videos on my phone, mm. feeling like I just some fucking like peasant. Yeah. Uh, in like the 12th century, just huddled around my smartphone watching YouTube videos over 5G. Yeah. You know, like the peasants. Yeah, like uh, like the peasants did, like the pilgrims mm-hmm. did back on the Mayflower. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So it sucks, uh, and it and it did make watching this week's movie, uh, 2006's Failure to Launch, uh, quite a task. Yeah, so you said you watched it, and I was genuinely surprised by this. How did you, how did you consume, how, well, how was your watch, Sam? Um, via DVD. Holy shit, are you serious? That is so clutch. Uh-huh. Yeah, it turns out Kenna Kenna had a copy of this fucking thing, uh, in a box. Oh in our my room. god! And I'll have you know, it was the special collector's edition widescreen. Uh, thank God. Thank uh, God. Back, back when DVDs had to had to specify whether it was widescreen or not. Yeah, nineties um, kids member. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, uh, plug that in. Uh, did did get to see a trailer for the DVD release of Mission Impossible 3. That should give you an idea of how long ago 2006 was. Um, I did have a peruse through the um, the special features. Because, yeah. you know, you, you got to see what, what it's offering. Naturally, um, yeah. And it was mostly boring shit. Uh, one was on, like, the actual failure to launch phenomenon. And then the other... Was I'm not joking, dating in the new millennium. Ooh, that's challenging stuff right yeah. there. That's a tough nugget. Made me feel a thousand years old. Yeah, it's it's what we call the uh, the wrong goblet moment, mm-hmm. like in Indiana Jones when he drinks out of the wrong goblet and ages a million years in about a second. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you just sort of drink from the wrong goblet on that one. I did. I did. Otherwise, uh, the watch, pretty disrespectful. Um, <laughs> I was, 
uh, on my phone a lot, checking to see when I would get internet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did watch it over lunch, though. Nice. What'd you, yeah. classic Hanksy question, what'd you eat for lunch, my man? You brought it up. Uh, now we got to follow I it had, up. I had three peanut butter cracker sandwiches using uh, Ritz whole wheat, pe- uh, whole wheat crackers, uh, a pineapple cup, and some dill pickle lays. Mm-hmm. Sounds tasty. Sounds like a light lunch, I would say. My guy, that is essentially the lunch that I have every day. I am mm. I am a literal child. <laughs> Who is simultaneously 99 years old. It's mm-hmm. it's a real you're yeah. a real paradox, a walking time paradox. It's kind of like Benjamin Button, but yeah. not exactly. It's like if he was aging in both directions simultaneously. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where's where's that movie? Yeah. Where is that movie? Um, well, Sam, that sounds like a like a not your worst watch ever. Uh, no, no, I've I've had worse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so how was yours? So, Sam, yesterday was a double mm-hmm. header. And actually, I think this particular flavor sandwich ends up working quite well. So for the folks okay. at home, if you're curious, it doesn't have to be these two movies specifically. Uh, but we, we went to the theater at like 3.45 uh, to go see mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mr. Peel's Phantasmagorium, uh, his, new, his new feature film, Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, and my guy is fucking fantastic. So, okay. I've you know, heard good things. Yeah, they're not paying us to say that uh, in any way. I no. just had a great time. It was a great horror movie. And then we came home and followed up basically immediately right after dinner um, with uh, Failure to Launch. And we've discovered that the the salty and sweet combo of a horror movie immediately followed up with a rom-com actually uh-huh. works quite well. Um, really? I would be very eager to test this with something that's even more rom-com-y and something that's even more terrifying. Really take so it to the extreme. So you're thinking like... Like the Conjuring followed up by like, um, like my big uh, fat shits. Greek wedding. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think we could do yeah, that. Would be wild. I think we could do this, and I do because you get the you get the absolute piss scared out of you by one, and then <laughs> you're just sort of coddled by the other. You feel like it's a nice, it's the movie equivalent of a soft hug. So, oh, so you're you're describing sort of a cinematic aftercare. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I want to have the shit beat out of me. I want to be dommed like I've never been dommed mm-hmm. before. And then I do need that the the nice pleasant bath afterwards with someone spooning right. me, sort of comforting me. Uh right. And telling yeah. me that I in fact uh, am not a dirty slut. Yeah. Rubbing rubbing cocoa butter into your wounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what everybody does with whip wounds. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what you do. <laughs> so all that to say, my watch was uh, pretty good, actually. Because uh, nice. it was, it just felt good to be double, double headering, you know, slamming down, double fisting two movies in the same day. Right. It was, a, was yeah. a fun experience. It was a nice Saturday, so... 
Yeah. So you had to rent this. I did have to rent this. Yeah. Sadly, I didn't have the DVD. Uh, I do want to talk yeah, about the last. Around. I want to talk about the last time I. I guess I'll. Yeah. Let's do this now. Can we talk about the last time I watched this movie? Yeah, please. So, I said yesterday that I'd seen this movie before, or not yesterday, the last mm-hmm. uh, last episode, um, which is true. I definitely have seen this movie before. I remembered huge chunks of it. Sam, mm-hmm. I don't know why I did because this I watched this back in the like LimeWire torrenting days, which oh, means God. I got a torrent of this movie. Please don't come after me, FBI. This was 12 years ago. Um, you know, what's the statute of limitations on it? <laughs> so I went and found a torrent for failure to launch sometime shortly That's after sad. it came out. Watched it by myself because I remember this phase. I was just like staying up late watching movies on my computer. Um, but at the time, I was watching like classics like Godfather. Mm-hmm. And Scarface and stuff like that. I was kind of getting caught up on shit I hadn't seen. But then some reason, Lime wired me a failure to launch and watched that one. Luke, I I really wish you had not said that on the podcast because I otherwise I would have told you don't tell anyone else that (laughs) fact about your life. It it boggles the mind and it has no explanation. I genuinely yeah, cannot that's... tell you what it was that attracted me to this Matthew McConaughey and SJP vehicle. Uh, yeah, that is utterly confounding. Yeah. So, don't have an explanation, but I definitely saw it before. For sure. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so, see, I'm just personally curious now. Um, how does Nope stack up to, like, Get Out and Us? Uh, Sam, in keeping with the tone of this podcast, I have not, I have not seen either Get Out or Us. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's been on our list, our list of movies to watch for literally a year now. Because um, I believe everybody else in my house has seen Get Out, um, but I have yeah. not. Now, I haven't seen Us, mm-hmm. uh, and and I don't know that I want to because it seems a a little too scary for my. For my dainty disposition. Yeah. But um, Get Out was fantastic. That's what I hear, and that's why it's been on the list, uh, alongside a lot of other great movies that I just haven't seen. Yeah, I just dodged it somehow. Didn't mean to. Just sort of accidentally walked right through the raindrops on Get Out. Um, yeah, so oh, I think Luke. I think it's going to happen pretty pronto, if I had to yeah, guess. Fucking better. Yeah, because nope and then you was. Can follow that up with uh, Sleepless in Seattle. With Sleepless in Seattle, and then I will feel nice, nice and warm before I go to bed. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, run us through the plot of Nope? <laughs> How about the plot for Failure to Launch? You want to do that one instead? You know, it's basically the same movie I hear. So sure. Okay. Um. I can give you the plot to Nope actually really quick, but it would spoil the whole movie, so let's not do that. <laughs> In fact, if you're considering going to see Nope, do it the way I did it, which is with no knowledge of anything about it other than it's made by Jordan Peele. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so failure to launch. The basic plot is Matthew McConaughey is a 35-year-old dude that lives with his parents. His two other friends uh, also, his two best friends also live with their parents. Um, and his parents, in a desperate play to get him out of the house, have hired SJP uh, mm-hmm. to, to basically pretend to fall in love with him or to get him to fall in love with her. Uh, and then she can take a hard stance on him living with his parents, which will force him to move out, which is the basic premise. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the plot. Hijinks ensue from there. You know, they turns out they do get feelings for each other. SJP mm-hmm. develops feelings for him. Uh, there's a big blowout when he finds out that she's been hired to do this and has been kind of faking it. Sort of, yeah. sort of not. And then eventually their friends get them back together, and then it's uh, happy-go-lucky. Everything's everything's just dandy by the end of the movie. Sam, it's a rom-com. Yep. Yep. It's a rom-com. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of it? <sighs> I didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. I didn't hate it. There were definitely some moments I laughed. There were some moments I did not laugh, nor will I ever mm-hmm. laugh. Um, it's fine, question mark. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Because it's not... There are entertaining parts in the chemistry that's here. See, I don't have the background of knowing anything about SJP, so I'm very curious to see mm. what you think. Yeah. Um, but you know their chemistry, Matthew McConaughey and SJP, it kind of kind of works for me. It seems fine. It seems fine. Mm-hmm. Lowercase f. Um, and there are definitely some comedic moments. I like his friends a whole lot more. I like both of their friends way more than I like yes. either of the main characters. Infinitely more. Yeah, for sure. Like Zoe Deschanel is here as like kind of an alcoholic roommate. Uh, with a mm-hmm. mockingbird that lives outside her window that's driving her crazy. Um, that dude from National Treasure is here. Justin uh, Bartha. Justin Bartha. Yeah, Riley Poole from National Treasure. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bradley Cooper is here as well. As I think their names are Demo and Ace. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then he's got a really awesome nephew as well. Um, right. Yeah, basically everybody else in this movie is really funny and fantastic, and then the two main characters are just okay. But Sam, what did you think of this yeah. movie? I it was okay. Um, yeah. I now see you. You're hitting on something that that I think is, you know, like the whole like screenwriting thing of like you should be writing about the most interesting day in your character's life or whatever yeah traditionally yeah yeah so what what these writers seem to have done is um they wrote about uh the most interesting day in the life of the main character's friend (laughs) Uh, okay yeah which friend not necessarily of of uh, I would I would say Zoe Deschanel and Justin Bartha. Yes, 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 exactly, because they do hook up, and it seems pretty great. 
Yeah, there's almost more character development with the two of them and more yeah. interesting stuff. And they're both far more likable mm-hmm. uh, than than our two sort of main love interests. Is part of that colored by the fact that I utterly, completely despise Sarah Jessica Parker? Absolutely it is. Does it help that Sarah Jessica Parker cannot, for the life of her, act outside of squealing? No, it, it does not help. Yeah. Um... I hate her so much. She doesn't act, Luke. <laughs> I did kind of notice this, and I feel like if I had watched the entirety of Sex and the City, which you can find in our feed, uh, we did drop that from our Patreon, where Sam and his wonderful mm-hmm. wife uh, discussed having watched the entire canon of Sex and the City. Yes. Voluntarily. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Of of sound mind and body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she can't act, and so th- this is basically Carrie Bradshaw, but they just cut the part where she talks about her shoes too much. Um, yeah, see, this is that inside baseball knowledge that I'm missing, because uh, mm-hmm. I got I got no biases uh, going into this against her, but I, I can see exactly what you're saying, because there's a, there's a moment at the end of this movie where there's like a dolphin or something, and she lets out just a real ear-piercing squeal. And even uh, I... D- dude, that's mm-hmm. nothing. Like, yeah. um, the paintball scene? Yes. Yeah, when they're playing paintball. Just her, just her squealing? Yeah. That's... It's oh, a, that, was a, that was a chunky gulp, my, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sucking down... I'm I'm exhausted. Uh, just BT dubs for the listeners at home. I've been in Vegas this week. Uh, a, hey, a, but yeah, uh, you're not gonna talk about what happened there, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know me. Uh, in the shenanigans that I get up to when I'm in uh, Clark mm-hmm. County, Nevada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am quite tired. I am sucking down coffee. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Sam... But no, the, the paintball scene with, with the squealing. Yeah. That's the only acting she can do is that fucking squeal, and I swear to God, I think she is paid by the squeal, because between yeah. um, between this movie and all the Sex and the City canon, I have heard that thing easily, easily more than I have heard my own mother's voice. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's upsetting. That's mm-hmm. that's a really tough swallow right there. Um, it is because the squeal is is not pleasant. Um, no, it's uh, <laughs> it now ignites a white hot rage within my body. Yeah, because it's not like a, a a nice noise that she makes with her body. No, it is sort of a no. guttural, instinctual, you know, like primitive kind of scream. Uh, yeah, I, Luke, would you mind if I turned away from the microphone and, and attempted it into the room behind me? I would love it if you if you gave it a go. Okay, let me let me try it. <laughs> I don't think that was it. I think it was pretty close, man. I actually think well, I that was real good. Oh yeah, I mean. I bet SJP, if she has any cats, they live in utter terror of her. Oh, God. Those cats are in the worst health. 
<laughs> I think that was yeah, pretty so, accurate. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, it is only from hearing it far, far more often than any human ever should. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so that that's a real hurdle for me uh, to to get over and enjoying the movie. Yeah. Um, and and so like I don't know the it's just conceptually the movie is actually very strange because it's like, you know, it's a rom com so you know they're gonna fall for each other but like ethically we are on shaky ground. We're on shaky ground all the way around, which is something that uh, we were talking about while watching this movie, which is. How what this isn't a job, the thing that she provides, the service no. that she provides is not like a standardized job. Um, no, and it borders on, and not that there's anything wrong with this, but it borders on sex work. I would say it's uh, yeah, or I mean, like I to be perfectly honest, I find sex work to be far more noble than the sort of deep emotional manipulation that she is. Yes. Engaging in. Yes, it's almost like it's a mixture between sex work and like really unethical therapy. Like deeply yeah. manipulative therapy. It's like some sort of like emotional fluffer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because she says that her job is to like basically pump up their self esteem through deceit. Yes. So that they can and, they and can feel is- confident to move out. There is specifically a day where she tricks them into thinking that she's putting her dog down. Yes. Yeah. And the vet tech, I don't know what she's paying the vet tech, but it ain't enough because this woman goes with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she better get like a fucking commission or something. Yeah, per dog. Like, it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, you think? Yeah, faking the fact that she has to put down her dog so that they have an emotional crisis moment together and bond yeah, more. Uh, like, see, I needed the scene where, you know, like, Matthew and SJP have made up and they're on that boat and, you know, they're like, I don't know, cuddling, like looking at the sunset or some shit. And he just goes, was that even your dog? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, hold hold, hold on. Hey, was that even your dog? (laughs) Hey, what's up with that dog? And she's going to be like, oh, no, I don't even know who the fuck dog that was. Yeah. And, like, you can never trust that person. No, you really can't. I mean, you build a found, you know, you build a relationship on a foundation of trust. And. Mm Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know, given the parts where they're trustworthy with each other, which is like the very end of the movie, they've got about 10 minutes of trust building total. Yes. uh, Before they're like, fuck it, let's give this a shot. To be perfectly honest, emotional manipulation like that and uh, out and out lying, that is that is Carrie Bradshaw to a T. Yeah. Yeah. Just real classic narcissist. Yeah. You know what this kind of reminds me of, too? Hmm. It's kind of like, it's it's honestly, it paints Tom Hanks in a better light. It's kind of like you've got mail in some ways. In that he's like, Ooh. being manipulative and emotionally uh, deceitful 
in order to reach an end goal. Right. Um, but yeah, but he doesn't fake killing a dog. Yeah, he doesn't fake kill a beautiful golden retriever in this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That we That's know what I mean. Of. So it almost makes <laughs> that we know of. It paints him in a much better light than we maybe saw him. Absolutely. Yeah. His character, perfectly blameless now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, relative to SJP in this, totally fine. Yeah. Completely. Um, So, so yeah, yeah, like, uh, so I don't really like them, um, but everyone around them I think is great. Yeah. Um. One thing I gotta so, I gotta I gotta talk about the animal attack scenes. Yes, because as I put in my notes, in all caps, another animal bite. Holy it shit, happens, man! There's like seven of them in this movie. It and I I put it to you, it doesn't work any of those times. That is explicitly when I what I was thinking about when I said that. I laughed at a couple things in this movie, and I will never laugh mm-hmm. at others. That is explicitly what I was referring to as the others, is the animal bite sequences. Yeah. I cannot figure out why they're here. I mean... The, they, they add nothing to the movie, and they're not yeah. even remotely funny. No, the two people that wrote this, and presumably were just cashing in a paycheck, uh, mm-hmm. for some reason thought being bitten by a wild animal was the funniest shit they have ever seen. And it only gets funnier uh, with each subsequent animal bite. Yeah, you know how jokes work? How you do it once and it's okay, but if you do it seven to ten times, uh, Mm -hmm. it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, if your first joke doesn't land, that you should just keep doing the same joke with, like, a lemon twist on it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because then it then it will land. Yeah, with the side of poached hay, didn't work when uh, he got bit by a chipmunk. Huh? We'll serve it up with a side of poached dolphin. Uh, yeah, maybe let's, that'll let's work. Poach a fucking dolphin. <laughs> Which is it's just nuts. It's, yeah, stop it. Yeah. Um. Which. The movie goes to great lengths to try to explain away all of the animal bites, even, later in the film. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they try to explain that his life is so unnatural that nature has rejected him, or something. Which Which is nothing. Is nothing. It's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. It's absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) Well, Well, here's the thing, Luke. I still have more that I want to say. Um, but I've been, who, uh, how am I going to do this one? Uh, I've been been paid by someone's parents to get them to move out and, um, they paid me in kisses. So I'm going to go to the kiss bank, which you come with. I mean, I'm suspicious, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and deliver those kisses. Let's go. All right, so uh, Luke, you said there was something that you found pretty funny in this, and I want to wager a guess at what. Okay. It is. Yeah. 
Is it the gun store scene? It is the gun store scene. Yes. The gun store scene is perfect. It is, one, it's a horribly inaccurate version of what it's like to buy a gun in America. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they absolutely (laughs) whiffed the realism on that one because the guy is like asking her questions about what she's going to shoot, offering suggestions Mm -hmm. about maybe buying a less powerful gun. Um, right trying to suss out but yeah the the scene is is pretty pretty great and this is kit we're talking about kit the zoe deschanel character is is attempting to buy a gun yeah yeah from from rob cordry from rob cordry really (laughs) nails his job (laughs) yeah exactly uh it's a great scene my man it is excellent um so i so i love that was there anything else that you found particularly funny in this um, Patton fucking Oswalt is in this. Yes, he is a an extremely distressingly young Patton Oswalt. Yeah, a very young Patton Oswalt. I kind of forget he was ever young. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Thank you. <laughs> Just that in the sense that I love the the current Patton, um, the sort of gray haired, uh, wizened comedian. Um, who, who's really kind to other up-and-coming comics. Like, it's weird to see a fresh-faced, up-and-comer yes. version of Patton Oswalt. It's sort of werewolves yeah. and lollipops edition uh, of Patton yes, Oswalt. exactly. <laughs> For the deep-cut Patton fans like us. Um, so, yeah, he plays uh, uh, a character who is also living at home with his parents that SJP has been hired to get out of the house. Uh, and they talk about Star Wars a lot, which I feel like was just Patton improving. Um, Absolutely. Well, okay. See here, I struggle with this because I don't think SJP could do the improv back. No, I don't think she could. So I think they wrote her lines, and then mm-hmm. Patton sort of maneuvered around them. Uh, okay, yeah, that I can yeah, see. Exactly. So I laughed at I laughed at that. Um, I also laughed at the two Russian guys that uh, Matthew McConaughey is that playing basketball solid. with. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper breaks the news that she was hired to date him, and the, there's these two gigantic Russian guys. They're like, "It's okay, it's okay to cry. We will turn our backs. It's fine. It's manly to cry." <laughs> um, yeah, they 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 were uh, phenomenal. Yeah, so there were bits and pieces here and there. They were definitely. Yeah. Uh, chunks. Now there were chunks that came out like a fucking brick, like when um, Riley Poole from National Treasure and uh, Zoe Deschanel are attempting to resuscitate the Mockingbird after they've shot it with a BB gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it wasn't funny giving CPR no. to a bird? I would say no, nor nor mouth to mouth, because all I could think is. Boy, he's coming away from that some kind of sick. Oh, yeah. that That's why I particularly found this scene quite challenging. Ain't no way he's not get coming, uh, coming away with, like, bird flu or something mm-hmm. after giving mouth-to-mouth yeah, mouth to a mockingbird. He is fucked. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, the other thing I really hated was um, SJP and Zoe's uh, argument. Okay, yeah. Because... They said some, I think, pretty unforgivable shit about each other. Yes. Yes, they did. I mean, basically, um, SJP called Zoe Deschanel a drunken tramp. Um, Yeah. 
really uh, sex negative, really ugly thing mm-hmm. to say to your roommate that you're ostensibly friends with. Yeah, which uh, I gotta tell you, that is some Carrie Bradshaw shit. <laughs> no, you would know. You would know way yeah. better than I. Because despite writing the Sex in the City col- uh, column, uh, Carrie Bradshaw is shockingly sex negative. Mm, yeah, she's she's mm-hmm. not a big. She's a little bit on the prudish side, huh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it is uh, one of the more infuriating things about the show. Um, I I will not talk further because then I will never stop. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes uh, sense. Well, uh, Luke, you said you you might have a couple questions for me. Yeah, I got a couple of things. Um, Matthew McConaughey sells boats in this movie. He's a boat broker. Um, he is a boat broker. We see him trying to sell a boat to Taub from House, which was interesting. Um, Boy, okay, yeah. Yeah. Deep cut there. Deep cut, yeah, love me some House. Um, what kind of boat would you want? Mm, what kind of boat would I want? Because Matthew McConaughey sets up this dichotomy of like, are you a power guy? Do you want to create the wind in the seas? Or do you want to sort of float with them? And just, you know, experience the wind. Uh, you know, a power guy versus sort of a, a I guess, a not power guy. <laughs> it's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, my preference would be a free boat. Um, okay. One that does not uh, rapidly drain my savings account. Uh, as, yes. Uh, most boats seemed essentially designed to do. Yeah, we're talking um, about a boat that comes, it's free delivered to your door or nearest body of water. Um, gotcha. That you do not have to pay for maintenance. Just your ideal boat, Ooh, my man. Excellent. Um, I'm I'm taking the sailboat. Mm, you're a sail, you're a jib kind of guy, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a jib and yar kind of guy, you know me. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I just... If, honestly, a little bit, it's because I would be afraid of running out of gas in a bad situation. Mm, a valid fear, man. You're out on the ocean. You're you're like 900 leagues deep. Um, mm-hmm. I that's think how boats work, I think. That's how boats work, I'm pretty sure. In the ocean, and you run out of gas, ain't no way the Coast Guard's going to come save your ass. You're, no. you're, you're just pooched at that point. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of people don't know this. Ocean big. Ocean real big. Yeah. Very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we small. Yeah. So, we small, boat like, small, ocean big. Yeah. And I don't like those odds. You know, I'm taking in that data, and I'm not liking the what the computer's spitting out. Yeah. Uh so so yeah. Plus, I mean, as we all know, I'm a I'm a weak, cowardly man, and so yeah. power, uh, <laughs> the power from a from a speedboat, I think, would just be scary to me. Yeah, for sure. I understand. It's it's respectable that you know this about yourself, um, mm-hmm. and aren't willing to to sort of try to go beyond your own boundaries. That's really healthy. Yeah, no. I think. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to think so. What What about you? Where are you at, boat wise? I want a boat with guns. A boat with guns? I didn't know that was on the fucking table, Luke. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't want me a pirate ship because 
I want to know. Well, one, I want to sail around. I'm definitely with you on the sailboat end mm-hmm. of things. Um, but I want a fucking galley so that one day, if I snap, if I just have a bad day, I can just float into the marina, wait for everybody to leave so that I'm not hurting anybody, and then just mm-hmm. live out my pirate fantasy by raiding the port, by just mm-hmm. blowing away ships, taking the Shit, dinghy out nice. to <laughs> steal some life preservers. Or whatever I can find around oh, the marina. That's good. Yeah. My guy, all I can think is how fucking sweet it would be to sail up alongside Jeff Bezos's super yes. yacht and just lay a full broadside into it. Yeah. Save, save the crew. Yes. Because they don't mm-hmm. deserve it. No. Leave him. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, no harm will come to any individual person. Uh, but except we except Jeff. Except Jeff, except Jeffrey Beesbos, but we gonna do some property damage. Oh yeah, for sure. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. You're you're a pirate. You have mm-hmm. raided Jeff Beesbos's boat. Mm-hmm. Do you a uh cover him in chains and and leave him in his sinking boat to a watery grave? Yeah, good option. B, fire him out of a cannon. Also a great option. Or C, or C, make him walk the plank. Make him walk the plank, for sure. I've, it's It seems like it would be so satisfying to watch that evil, bald man yeah. uh, like beg for his life before you like poke him in the ass with a sword and he falls off and is eaten by sharks down below. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only way to go. Specifically, too, as we all know, Jeff Beesbos hangs out on his yacht with his just acres of DVDs. Uh, mm-hmm. cause like when I rented oh, this yeah, movie, get those. I, yeah, I called him up and was like, Hey, I need to see failure to launch. And he was like, really? Didn't you lime wire this back in like 2007? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I think we make him sort of Santa Claus style, drag a big old bag of DVDs out on the plank with him. Oh um, yeah. Yep. That would be so, so sweet. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's becoming pretty clear that you and I both have been listening to too much of the worst idea of all times, Killionaire. Yeah. We just really want to take him out. Uh, specifically, I want yeah. to do that with my big, big boat with big, big guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so. Hang on. I have one more thing to say about this movie. Uh-huh. Which is, and it's very serious, Sam. Okay. Yes. Uh, let me Let me sit upright, really compose myself. Yeah, and it is this. When SJP, when shit hits the fan with SJP's character, she says, I'm going home to Colorado. And so Edeshanel is like, Colorado, what are you doing there? And she's like, oh, it's when I go live with my parents. Sam, I cannot emphasize this enough. We, Coloradans, we don't want her. Hey, uh, I get, I, I gotta say. Pretty nice living in Arkansas because I know this is not on her itinerary. <laughs> yeah, she ain't going home to uh, Maumelle, Arkansas. Anytime no, she's soon. like, I, I gotta get home to BB. <laughs> I gotta head on back to Jonesboro, Arkansas, get me some family time. Yeah. No, so she's headed straight to back yeah. to Denver. And I, I'm terrified of this notion. I'm very glad they worked it out, and she stayed in California? Question mark. Um. 
Yeah, I don't actually know where where they are. Well, they're surfing, they're mountain biking, they're rock climbing, they're playing. I get the yeah, feeling it it's does, like a San Diego type. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like cut footage from a commercial for California. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this movie sponsored by California. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I just wanted to put that out there that for a hot second it seemed like she was going to move back to Colorado, and I am, I'm not okay Boy, with I that message. Boy, I bet you started fucking sweating yes yes i did i thought we were gonna get that scene uh i'd seen this before i knew it wasn't coming uh but i did get worried that she was gonna hightail it back to denver and we'd have to deal with that oh boy how distressing would it be to know that sjp has been in your area Mm, i mean sjp probably has been in my area at some point or other it feels gross, Sam. Mm-hmm. It feels real yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, a I fan. Mean, imagine how uh, the people of Ireland feel about her <laughs> and her husband, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> not great. Uh, they have a little not bit more good. of a reason, I feel like. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit. Luke, okay, here's the thing. You and I have a 35-year-old son who's a boat broker. Uh, yeah. And seemingly has enough money to purchase, uh, as his daily driver, a uh, a classic Porsche, as near as yes. I can tell. Mm-hmm. He does live with us. Okay. Um, Upsetting. Ha- yeah. How do we get him out of our house so that we can be naked in our room? Yeah. In our naked room. Sorry, naked room. In our naked room. Well, Sam, there's the obvious solution if we could just fucking talk to him. And communicate Ooh. things to him. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of feelings in that conversation that I don't feel like I want to deal with. Yeah, a lot of feelings. And then this movie would have been about, I don't know, five minutes long as they yeah, just sort like, of tell him. It'd be Terry Bradshaw being like, hey, uh, Trip? Which, yeah. fuck you for naming him that. Um,. Look, you're 35. You gotta live on your own. I gotta pound things out with your mom, like on the daily. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. There's two ways we can slice this apple. Uh huh. Which is that because I pointed out in my notes that a millennial version of this is very different because they'd be like, you have to yeah. move out, and a millennial would be like. To fucking where, mom and dad? I can't afford to live anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the remake is going to be just like a really hard look at the American housing market versus yeah. uh, like uh, the lack, like wage stagnation over the past like 50 years. Yeah. So we could go down that road where we try to fix America, but I feel like that's mm-hmm. too big. So let's just keep the rules yeah. the way they are. Uh, okay. Matthew McConaughey has means, or sorry, our 35-year-old son has mm-hmm. means. Yeah. Uh, is a this boat is broker. pre-housing crash. Yeah, pre-housing crash, life is good. How are we getting this guy out of the fucking house? I have an idea. How do I... Okay. What if we home aloneed every inch of the house? Ooh. Ooh, okay, so you're talking about traps. Deadly traps yes. throughout the home. What if we set up comically fatal traps all okay. around the house? Uh, 
and told him, oh, yeah, this is just a thing we're doing now. Yeah, this is this is our new hobby is comedic fatalities. Yeah, basically nearly murdering you constantly through like swinging axes and electrocuted floors. Right. And marbles on staircases. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I really like it. Yeah. I am concerned about my trip to the potty in the middle of the night. Mm, Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's it's very tough, and I don't want to somehow end up with, like, a nail in my foot and yeah. a BB in my ball sack when I'm just trying to pee at 2 in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not a great look. <laughs> yeah. Difficult to explain to the ER. Um, exactly. Yeah, not great. We trapped our home so our 35-year-old son would move out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's let's check that out the window, Sam. What are you kind of thinking we should do here? I think we adopt a skunk. Interesting. An un an, a, a skunk that still has its scent glands because I know you can remove those if you want a skunk oh, yeah, as a pet. Yeah. No. It those are intact. If not, frankly, juiced up. Juiced up. This this is a skunk on steroids. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've roided up the the skunk both so that it's it's uh it's juices are particularly stanky. Yeah. But also so that it is extremely aggressive. <laughs> Can we name him Baxter? Yes, Baxter the skunk. Yeah, so we've got Baxter the skunk now. Um mm-hmm. for sure. And he he is a menace. Oh yeah, this 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 kid this kid's like eating the garbage, spraying every mm-hmm. inch of the house, fighting fighting local babies, uh, yeah. in the streets, yeah, bite biting our old son, mm-hmm, <laughs> constantly, and it's never funny, uh, but no, Baxter seems to funny. think it is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Baxter loves it. Oh, and, Baxter can't uh, get enough. And Baxter has developed a taste for human flesh, which is uh, concerning, to say the yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love the Baxter plan. I think the back because let's say you're coming home in your classic Porsche after you've uh-huh. been selling boats all day, and you go, hey, Mom, yeah. or hey, Pop, I guess. Yeah, let's roll with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Pops and Pop. Um and then you have to confront back. You have to fight Baxter to get to your room every single day. Yeah. And and I guess like it'd be like, oh, hey son, uh, just a word of warning. Baxter's in a real mood today. <laughs> he, he has been spraying your room down, uh, like it's on fire. Oh my God, I love this idea, Baxter. Baxter, man, Baxter. I would have, we've, I know this is the best solution because if they had done this instead of the actual movie, would have been a mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah. Now, my concern. Yeah. Yet again, is that maybe Baxter isn't enough because our 35 year old son, look, we love him, but he's a real disappointment and a deadbeat. Yeah. So like. Is there anything else we can do? We've got Baxter, and Baxter has made the house almost unlivable. Yeah. 
<laughs> border bordering on it. Uh, thank yes. you, Baxter. God bless. Um, yeah, I think there's there's two other things we can do, Sam. Okay. They're pretty simple. One, take that nest, take that nest thermostat, just start tweaking it to the right. Let's just crank up that temperature oh. up to like oh, a no. breezy Baxter. ninety. Mm-hmm. Baxter gets so mad when it's hot. Yeah, Baxter gets angry when it's warm, plus all those Baxter juices at a cool 90 degrees. Gonna be <laughs> gonna be a really wretched time. Um, God. And okay. so that's step one. Step two, clothes, uh-huh. not not an option anymore for anybody. Ooh, okay, so we're all naked. We're all naked and sweaty and coated in Baxter juices. Uh <laughs> I, I think that is excellent. Um, e- even though uh, Matthew McConaughey had, a, frankly, a deeply uncomfortable sense of comfort around his nude father. Yeah, but he was, he I was think, fine with it. I think when you see your parents, you, both your fathers, standing before you with uh, sweat and uh, skunk juices... Dripping mm-hmm. off their naked forms, yeah. I I think you're getting out there. Yeah, I think that'll do it. I think you'll you'd be buying some boxes and you'd be shipped out before the end of the day. Oh yeah, I feel like. And personally, I think my my last resort, if somehow our shithead son, who we love, we love yeah. him, but he's he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's still not moving out. We ask Sarah Jessica Parker to move in. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yeah. Absolute measure of last resort. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of like scorched earth tactics, I feel yeah. like. You're sort of doing a Sherman's March to the Sea on your own home. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you have to. A Baxter's crawl to the ocean. If you will. <laughs> Baxter, you pissed on the bishop who came to visit our home. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I think we solved it. We have. Uh, and Luke, I think on that note, maybe we should look ahead to next week. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so next week we'll be watching a License to Wed. Uh, Interesting. Have you have you seen this? I have not. Okay, mm. I have not either. Okay. I've, well, we know I've what happens only next. I've seen the poster. Mm, okay, I haven't even seen that, so I got I got no clues. Okay, um, well, what do you think it's about? I think License to Wed is a gritty Philadelphia-style <laughs> analysis of a a gay couple attempting to get a marriage license. Post mm, okay. uh, post Supreme Court ruling, so it's now legal, but from a holdout judge, I think it's a judge. Yeah, let's say a judge, a holdout mm-hmm. judge down in like Mississippi somewhere, in their gritty mm. battle to obtain a uh, a marriage license from this individual, um, very much like a Philadelphia may in fact star okay. Tom Hanks. Uh, okay. I think. I think maybe this is a brand new Tom Hanks. Questionable role that has not aged. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna get that. Uh, 
not really a comedy. Uh, no. Sort of. Yeah. But I think that's what we're going to see. Sam, what do you think we're going to see? I think that uh, License to Wed is a classic, non-canonical James Bond film starring another, none other than the world's greatest listener, George Lazenby. Yes. Uh, Fuck yeah, and dude. It is, a, it is about his quest as James Bond to find a lifelong partner and marry them. Yes. I fucking adore this. I am so ready to see George Lazenby, the best Bond, uh, hands down. <laughs> traversing Everyone the, says it. <laughs> everyone says it. Traversing the globe, just looking for someone that he can be with for the rest of his uh, very erect life. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we have, like, the classic sort of, like, comedy moments where, like, he and he's on a date and then like someone comes and like tries to kill him but he's like trying to foil the assassination without letting like his his date find out about it yeah you know like fun rom-com stuff i think it's going to be fantastic and it's a weird one because they never released it until now but it's yeah, it's arguably it, you know <laughs> people are saying it's the best bond movie so <laughs> everyone's saying it. I mean, I, yeah. did you see the review in Rolling Stone where they were like, fuck Daniel Craig, this very <laughs> old George Lazenby uh, flick is the best Bond film. It's the best one. License to wed. God, I am so yeah. excited. I know it's Sam to break the bit a little bit. I know it's not going to be this. I've never wanted mm-hmm. a movie more in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I, can we I want it so bad. Yeah, can we kickstart that? I would pay any amount of money <laughs> to see this movie starring George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> if he's if he's still alive, I'm sure he would love to do it too. Yeah, I think he would. Return to the uh the Bond sphere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that Daniel Craig's done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh Sure, George George can retake the crown. Yeah, absolutely. Ain't no reason that's a terrible fucking idea. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Uh that's it's gonna sell tickets, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, thank you folks for listening uh to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy, and you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can also send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com and you can uh, pitch us some money over at patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. Uh, we got some fun stuff over there. Uh, we owe we owe the patrons uh, a Velocipaster watch, uh, which we mm-hmm. gotta, we got to find some time for. But uh, you can go over there, and uh, you chuck us enough money, and you, start, you can start picking movies that we watch for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You can b- become one of Hanks' heroes and join the uh, illustrious ranks of... Uh, Russell, Tuck, and Daniel, uh, I would never, ever, ever force you to either see or hear Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Uh, Luke, do you do you have a final quote? I do. It's said by SJP while she's driving a boat. Key mm-hmm. point. And it is, there's a lighthouse over there. Can we go over there? God damn it, SJP. <laughs> yeah, that's God it. damn it. 
All right. Well, uh, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. We'll be back next week with uh, License to Wed.